Hey guys, welcome to Telling the Told and Untold. My name is Tsiho. Before we go straight into today's case, I do have to give you guys a couple of content warnings. In this video, we do talk about S assault, we talk about abuse, and this case is also about a child. So if that's not something you think you're interested in watching, then this video probably isn't for you. So maybe you can watch some of my other videos or just wait for my next upload. For today's video, we're going all the way to Baal, which is in the Western Cape. Shamanique Clarsen and her family all lived on one large property. Her aunt stayed in the main house and then in a Wendy house next to the main house, she stayed there with her mom, whose name was Magdalene, her father, as well as her younger sister. On the property, her half-brother as well as her half-sister also stayed there. Her half-sister's name has been withheld from court documents, so for the rest of this video, I'll just be referring to her as Lisa. Shamanique Clarsen was 10 years old at the time of this case and she was described as someone who was very beautiful, she was kind, she was helpful. Sometimes she would go to her mother and tell her mother that the elderly neighbor needed help and she was going to go like she was gonna go over there and help where she could. She also told her mother that when she was older she wanted to work really really hard so that she would be able to buy her a house. Shamanique's family didn't have much money, they struggled financially, but that didn't mean much to her. She would still invite her friends over and sometimes her mom would tell her like, you know, just like don't invite your friends over because like they're going to see where we live as a family, you're going to go to school, like they're going to bully you, they're going to judge you. And Shamanique was not having it. She was like, I'm proud of where I stay and if I'm going to invite my friends, I'm going to invite my friends. And that's it. That's just the kind of person she was. Shamanique went to Devalda Primary School and her teacher said that she had really good leadership skills despite her young age and the week before the tragic events of today's case Shamanique told her mom that she wanted to be a model and her mom was so stressed because she didn't know how she was going to finance it like how she was going to get all the makeup the dresses take all the pictures but all the neighbor like all their neighbors heard about this and they all got together and they dressed her up did her face, she looked so beautiful, and they had a small, like, photo session with her. Shamanique's half-sister Lisa had a boyfriend, and his name was Jerome America. Jerome was born in Verbeek Vest, and he spent the first part of his childhood with his mother, and then he moved to Baal to live with his father, and he didn't have an easy childhood. He stopped attending school in grade 7 because he said that he couldn't concentrate, and then in 2012, he met Lisa, and they got along like a house on fire, and soon afterwards, they started dating. Jerome was then arrested and convicted for carrying marijuana, housebreaking and theft and soon after he was in prison, Lisa discovered that she was pregnant and they welcomed a baby girl into the world and Lisa was just so happy and her relationship with Jerome would go on like, they had like an on and off relationship for a couple of years. The main reason their relationship would be on and off was because Jerome would abuse Lisa and following a brutal attack one time she did file a restraining order against him but he convinced her that he had changed and then they got back together but obviously he didn't change. 
On the 6th of April 2015, Jerome and Lisa were on the phone and they had a disagreement. At this point, they had broken up and after this phone call, Jerome arrived to like went to the family property and he was holding an axe. He went to Lisa and he threatened to kill her and he told Lisa that if they didn't get back together he was going to kill her. Their daughter was with her at this time and then she started crying, she was hysterical and this is only when Jerome left, probably not wanting any attention or people to know that he was there threatening her. The next morning, Lisa was on her way to work when Jerome suddenly approached her. Again, he was holding an axe and he threatened her and told her that he just wanted them to go for a walk and just have a conversation. And as they were walking, he just pushed her into a nearby bush and he hit her with the handle of the axe and again threatened to kill her. And after this, he sexually assaulted her. And once the assault was done, he told her that he wanted money to go buy cigarettes. And then they continued on walking to a nearby river and there he sexually assaulted her again. And he threatened to kill her, telling her that he wanted them to get back together and just trying to calm him down and get out of the situation. Lisa told him that they could get back together if he stopped using drugs and if he started going to counseling because counseling because he really needed it and somehow this like calmed him down and he let her go and immediately she went home and she told her mom about what Jerome had done but it's unknown whether she told her mom about the sexual assault or just the fact that he had like kidnapped her and hit her with an axe on her head. Her mother advised her to apply for another protection order and this protection order was granted but Lisa didn't file any charges against him. Despite two protection orders having been granted against Jerome by Lisa, he still wouldn't leave her alone and he kept trying to convince her that they should continue their relationship and you know like that he had changed, everything like that but Lisa wasn't hearing it. Also, Jerome wasn't a present father. He didn't contribute financially, even emotionally. Like, he was basically just a deadbeat. And sometimes he would try and convince Lisa that he had stopped using drugs, that he was looking for a job, he was living with his parents, you know, that he had changed his life. And somehow he convinced her to get back in a relation, like, for them to get back together. And they did, but... Again, he was lying and he hadn't changed at all. After they started seeing each other again, Jerome moved in with Lisa and obviously Lisa was living on the family property. But because the family wanted to give the couple some space, they moved them into a storeroom. And the storeroom just basically had like family stuff. Like, you know, a storeroom just has like random stuff in it so they just moved a couple of things so that they could stay there but there were still a couple of boxes in the back of the storeroom so it wasn't completely empty but it just gave them enough privacy for them to have you know at night when they went to bed the following year in february 2016 lisa took her daughter to go visit her aunt who also stayed in paul but she didn't take jerome with her and this was because they had been having arguments and she just didn't want to be with him she didn't want to be around him so just took her daughter going to go visit her aunt for some time and jerome was left on the family property 
On Saturday the 27th of February, Shamanique's mother Magdalene and her partner had to go into town because Magdalene wanted to buy a couple of things so she left Shamanique behind along with her little sister and they left them with their aunt, Shamanique's aunt. And Shamanique's aunt says that that morning around 10am Shamanique got up, she made herself some eggs for breakfast, she then went to go shower, she got dressed and then she went into the Wendy house that her and like her family stayed in so that she could take a nap. And at this point, her aunt had her younger sister with her. Her aunt then decided that she wanted to go visit her friend, a neighbor. And this neighbor literally lived across the street. So it was like front opposite. So even when she went to her neighbor's house, even when she went to her neighbor's house, she could still see like the property and she could see the Wendy house. And she noticed that Jerome kept going in and out of the Wendy house. And Shamanique's aunt thought it was just a bit weird, but didn't think much of it. But then she went back home and she went into the Wendy house just to check on Shamanique and she saw that Shamanique was still asleep. She then put Shamanique's younger sister next to her and then she went into the main house just to do a couple of things and then she was going to go back to the neighbor's house but before she went back to the neighbor's house she just wanted to check on the two girls again but once she got into the Wendy house she noticed that Shamanique was gone. At this point, Magdalene and her partner had arrived from town and they started searching for Shamanique and they couldn't find her anywhere on the property. This is when Magdalene decided to call her mother and just ask if Shamanique was there with her because she didn't stay too far away from the family property. But her mother said that she hadn't seen Shamanique, she hadn't heard anything from her. And yeah, they just continued searching for her and one of their neighbors borrowed them a car, like borrowed them their car so that they could drive around and look for her. Sunday morning rolled around and the family started looking for Shamanique again. They went to local hospitals hoping that maybe she had gotten hurt and a good Samaritan had taken her there, but still they found nothing. They would also get various phone calls about sightings of her, but still they would get into their car they would go look for her and most of the time it would just be like false misidentification and it was never Shamanique. This is when Shamanique's parents decided to go to the police station and report her missing. That Sunday was also her 11th birthday and the family were hoping that they would find her and they would be able to celebrate her birthday with her, you know, like while like you're back home, you're so happy and it's also your birthday. So Shamanique's aunt asked Jerome if he could just bribe for them so that when Shamanique's when Shamanique gets home, like everything will be ready for her, like they'll be able to celebrate her birthday, everything like that. And around this time, Lisa also heard that Shamanique was missing, so she returned home. Unfortunately, that night, Shamanique didn't return, and the family had to go to bed again without knowing where Shamanique was. And Lisa remembers that as like she was trying to sleep on the bed next to Jerome in the storeroom that they stayed in there was just like this awful smell like she just couldn't ignore it and Jerome probably said Jerome said it was probably a dead rat that was somewhere like behind all the boxes and she should just ignore it but she couldn't and she really struggled to sleep that night. The next morning which was Monday Shamanique's mother went to her school and asked the principal if she could just ask around ask the students if they had seen Shamanique or if they like they had heard anything about where she was 
but still there was nothing. They also had printed a couple of posters and started handing them out and just placing them on the walls around the town. That Monday afternoon after everyone got back home, everyone started noticing that there was this awful smell in the main house but Madeline didn't pay much attention to it because she was just like, I want to find my daughter. Like she was just not about it. And then the smell just kept bothering everyone. And at that point, Jerome went up to Magdalene and asked if he could have a couple of posters so that he could also go hand them out to a couple of people that he knew and just also like go around pasting them on places maybe they missed or something like that. So Magdalene gave him a couple of posters and then he disappeared out of the gate. And at this point, Magdalene's oldest son had been tasked with finding where like the smell was coming from. So he was looking around in the main house and he went to one of the beds and he lifted the bed and this is where he saw a black plastic bag. He then pulled it out and he noticed that there was something inside of it. So he opened the plastic bag and inside wrapped in a blanket with a string tied around her neck and a shopping bag over her head was the body of his little sister, Shamanique. Magdalene was outside when she heard screams coming from the main house and immediately she ran inside and this is where she saw her daughter's body lying on the floor and she fainted. Police officers arrived on the scene and Shamanique's aunt told them that she was very confused after she saw the blanket that Shamanique had been wrapped in because she remembers seeing it that morning, that Monday morning when she went to work in the storeroom that Jerome and Lisa slept in. She also said that it was impossible that Shamanique's body had been under that bed that very morning because she checked and there was nothing under that bed. So she just thought it was very weird and she found it really, really odd. Immediately, Shamanique's brother thought that Jerome had something to do with her death, but Magdalene didn't want to believe it. She couldn't because for her, she knew that Jerome had a couple of issues, but she never thought that he would be capable of murdering her daughter. As more police arrived on the property, the family had to leave and news quickly spread around the neighborhood that Shamanique's body had been found as well as how she had been found. People also started hearing about what her brother thought and that was that Jerome had something to do with her murder. And not too long after this, Jerome arrived back home after taking a couple of posters and just handing them out. And as soon as he started getting closer to the property, he noticed that it was filled with, there were like a lot of police cars and a lot of the neighbors were there. And as soon as they saw him, they all went up to him and they demanded to know what he had done to Shamanique and why. And there was this angry mob that was so bad that the police that she had to like intervene and take him into their custody so that he wouldn't get hurt. Detectives spent days on the scene and they also requested dogs to go on the scene as well and it was clear that Shamanique hadn't been under the bed for 48 hours and that she wasn't killed in the main house. The scent dogs started searching the property and they alerted to there being something in the storeroom that Lisa and Jerome slept in. Police officers immediately went inside there and they started searching and moving the boxes and this is where they found Shamanique's bodily fluids on the floor and they also noticed that there was some blood. There was blood on a couple of boxes as well as an old computer screen. 
DNA tests later confirmed that the blood did belong to Shamanique. It was clear that Shamanique had been killed in the storeroom and the family told the police officers that everyone had access to the storeroom like it didn't belong to any particular person. However, the weekend that Shamanique went missing, Jerome in particular was being very weird. Obviously, he slept there with Lisa, like that was their bedroom, but that particular weekend he didn't want people going inside people would like knock on the door and he would open it slightly and look at them and at some point during the weekend someone had knocked on the door and just went in without him having said like come in and he got really upset and really really angry and they just didn't think much of it at the time but now considering that that's where Shamanique was killed it raised a lot of eyebrows they also discovered that Jerome had an injury to his right hand, consistent with him having cut it on a knife, and the clothing that he wore on the day that Shamanique disappeared was never found. An autopsy was done, and it did confirm that Shamanique's body had been in a really high state of decomposition and this was because of the heat wave and the fact that she had been wrapped in a blanket all of this accelerated her decomposition which also attributed to the awful smell that everyone kept smelling in the main house as well as what lisa smelled in the storeroom it was also confirmed that she was killed 48 hours before her body was found and also there were insects found on her body that further confirmed her time of death and that she had been killed the day that she did disappear probably not too long after they did determine that she was missing her body had also been uncovered at one point because rodents had begun nibbling on her fingers they also found blunt force trauma to her skull and it appeared as though if she had been struck with something heavy there was also a stab wound to her chest despite all of this her cause of death was strangulation she had also been raped and sodomized and the inside of her mouth had injuries consistent with someone forcibly holding her mouth closed perhaps to stop her from screaming. Within days of discovering Shamanique's body, Jerome America was arrested, and as police officers were looking into him, they discovered the protection orders that Lisa had against him, and they spoke to her, and after this, they added two rape charges. In late 2016, the trial finally began and Jerome pleaded not guilty to the seven charges against him, which included two charges of kidnapping, one for forcing Lisa to accompany him whilst he was armed, as well as for holding Shamanique captive, four counts of rape, as well as the murder of Shamanique. The state had a strong circumstantial case and what they believed happened on the 27th of February is that Jerome found himself alone on the property with Shamanique and he kept going in and out of the bedroom to look at her. Then when Shamanique's aunt came back and placed her younger sister next to her, he had to find another way to get her out of the room. So when she woke up, he lured her to the storeroom, maybe under the guise of like him having sweets or something like that. And then once they got into the storeroom, he placed his hand over her mouth to stop her from screaming. And when she wouldn't stop, he picked up the old computer screen that he found and hit her head with it. And then afterwards, she probably fell unconscious, and this is when he decided to sexually assault her. 
and realizing what he had done he knew that he couldn't let her go because she was going to tell her entire family about what he had done to her and because of this he thought that he had no choice so he took a knife and then stabbed her and when she still didn't die this is when he decided to strangle her he then stored her in the back of the storeroom on Saturday afternoon to Monday morning. Then Monday morning when people went to work and continued their search for Shamanique, he removed her body from the storeroom, wrapped her, wrapped her in the refuse bags, a blanket, and put a plastic over her head. Then he placed her body under a bed in the main house. In December 2016, Jerome America, who was only 23 years old, was found guilty of all seven charges and sentenced to five life sentences. Life imprisonment for the murder of Shamini Clausen, two life terms for raping her twice, two life terms for raping Lisa Clausen, and three years in prison for kidnapping.